Blog Talk all Radio. Right, all right. All right, this is Watchman on the Wall. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Ohio. Pray God. Give glory to God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one that was, the one that is, and the one to come, the Almighty. So glad to be with you this afternoon. Uh, We're going to praise the Lord. We're going to talk about the Word of God. We're going to talk about the loving and our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, for he is the answer to our problems. He is the answer. There is no other name, no other name, no other deity, no other of anything than the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer, which is what? He is the son of the living God, which means God himself in the flesh, God himself in the flesh, God almighty, the creator and maker of the heavens and the earth. The heavens declare his glory, and he reigns today. He's not reigning on the earth yet. Amen. But there's a time coming when he will reign on the earth. Well, we know those that know Jesus Christ, those that know the word of God, those that know the peace of God and what? The salvation that Jesus Christ brought to this earth. And that is he's coming back to rule and reign. He's coming back, my friends. This is Elder Bazaar. So glad to be with you this afternoon. Letting you know that I'm still on the line, still holding up the bloodstained banner. Before we get into the message, before we get into the word, I want those that's listening in, ooh, praise God. I want you to bow your heads at this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we have. Realizing, Father, that you loved us so much that you gave, you gave, you gave, you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. We thank you, Lord, for your blood, blood that you shed on Calvary's cross, that we, you died once and for all and for the sins of the whole world. As we go into the word, Lord, we ask you right now, use my lips of clay, and I'm going to speak your word straight from the word of God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We're so glad to be with you this afternoon. Amen. This is Elder Bazaar. I'm on the line now. This is Watchman on the Wall. The Watchman on the Wall, the end-time global, global, global link ministry, preaching what? Preaching the gospel, what? The whole Bible, the whole Bible. For God's word is true. God's word is right. God's word is forever. God's word will never fail. God is God all by himself. God don't need me. I need God. I need him. You need him too. Every human being on this place, on this planet of ours, needs God. If you don't have God in your life, through what? Through Jesus Christ. The only way that you can get to God, the only way that you can know God, the only way that you can experience his power of his resurrection is through his son, Jesus Christ. Well, at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. We are glad to be with you this afternoon, and we want to ask you a couple of questions. I know you'd like to ask a couple of questions, but I, I won't be able to answer the phone. Is this... Is this the sign that we're seeing today? Is this a point 
showing us that the end of the world is almost here? The end of the world is almost here. It is so close. It is so unique and so awesome to see what's going on in the world today. Are we close to the end of the world? Now, what I mean now, I don't mean that God's going to blow up the world and that's the end. That's not the end. I'm talking about the end of what? Sin. End of the devil. End of his diabolical. End of the wicked men. Wicked men that's up on the face of the earth in these days. We need to know. We need to recognize. We need to get ready and face the facts. Jesus Christ is coming. If he don't come, the whole world is going to perish. If he don't come, there's no hope. If if he don't come, guess what? You are going to be in dire trouble after a while. But we thank God. We thank God for what he did 2,000 years ago. You know what he done? Jesus Christ, God's son, was sent here. Sent here. God himself sent himself. Woo! How could he do that? Well, see, God is self-existence. God is self-existence. God had no beginning. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's all. He's all God. And there is no other God like him. There's no other God before him. There's no other God after him. He is God all by himself. And so what I want you to recognize there is no other God on this planet or in heaven or on the other side of the heaven or on the other side of eternity, eternity because you can't find the other side of eternity. We know that because eternity is forever. Amen. Eternity is everlasting. Eternity has never end. Only thing that's going to end is time. Time is going to end one day. Amen. God is going to stop. All this crime going on. God's going to stop all the killing, all the murders and all the earthquakes and all the famines. It's going to end one day. It's going to end because Satan time is almost up. Amen. Amen. Satan Satan only had 6,000 years to rule this earth, and he ruled it in disaster. He ruled it because he is wicked. The devil is wicked. Used to be, used to be one of the most gorgeous angels that God had ever created. He was the ultimate. He was the unique one. He was the one that what was created by God, by God speaking him into existence. God spoke him into existence, and when he spoke him into existence, God got had it in his infinite mind exactly how he would look. And when he came out of nowhere, he came from nothing. God spoke him into existence, and he was named Lucifer, Lucifer, son of the morning, son of the day, son of the dawn and day dawn. Not the son of God. No, Lucifer is an angelic anointed cherubim. He is the anointed cherubim. And God gave him, God gave him the authority to have a heavenly choir. He he brought him into existence to protect his throne. He put uh, he, he gave him in, he brought him into existence to take care of his light business and to give God praises and to direct the heavenly angel choir. He gave him enough 
power to what? Give him authority to rule at a certain length of time. But what happened? What happened to Lucifer? What happened? You say, well, I don't know, Pastor. I don't know, Brother Bazaar. Could you give me some information on what happened? In Isaiah, in Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, the Bible now, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, the 14th chapter, the 14th chapter of Isaiah gives us an identity of who Lucifer is and what has he done since he has fell from heaven. Let's see what he has done, what the Bible says. I'm not saying this. The Bible saying this in the 14th chapter. I want you to write that down if you possibly can. Write that down if you can. 14th chapter at the what? At the 12th verse. We'll back up to the 12th verse. I went over this before, but I want to go over it again to give you an identity of what and why the world is in such shape it is in right now. It is it is in a terrible shape. It's beyond man's comprehension. Listen to what Isaiah said, the evangelistic prophet, major prophet in the word of God, in the twelfth verse. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? O Lucifer, how art thou fallen? Son of the morning. How art thou fallen down to the ground, which did weaken the nation? How art thou fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning? You have weakened the nations. In this skit, in this here text, Isaiah the prophet switches from Antichrist to his unholy sponsor, Satan. Satan himself. Lucifer is the name of Satan, actually an angel originally created by God alone. Nobody else created him but God alone, who served the Lord in righteousness for an undetermined period of time. In other words, God created Lucifer, the son of the morning, to serve him, serve him, serve Elohim, serve Jehovah, Serve, be a servant to God Almighty. That was his job. And by having that job, he had the authority to what? To be the director of the holy host of heaven. All the angels were supposed to submit themselves to Lucifer to be a choir. God had a choir, and the choir was angels. Angels sung to the praises of God, and Lucifer was the director. And, and, and Lucifer was the music box. He had music instruments all built inside of his body, of his celestial body. His body was composed of all kinds of different sounds in his body to what? Give praises to God and give praises to the angels that were supposed to follow his direction to give him the praises to God. God loved praises. 
God wants to be praised. God is worthy to be praised. Praise every day. God is to be praised. He is to be looked up to. He is to be feared. He is to be respected. He is to be honored. He is a holy God. He is so holy. He is so holy that the moon and stars and the elements of the, of the, of the air is impure to his sight. He is so holy that he cannot look upon sin. He cannot look upon unrighteousness. He cannot look upon wickedness. Why? He's holy. Holy. Nothing unholy can approach him. The only thing that could approach him in heaven was the holy angels. But what happened? Listen what happened in heaven. Lucifer rebelled. When he fell, he had a revolution against God with about one-third of the angels. It seems throwing him into a lot with him. Therefore, all the pain, suffering, misery, headache, death, deception, which have ruled the nations from the very beginning can be laid at the doorstep of this revolution headed up by Satan. The rebellion, the rebellion in heaven, Satan rebelled against the creator. He rebelled against God Almighty. We're going to find out pretty soon why did he rebel. We're going to get down to that. But when he rebelled, he wanted to dethrone God. He wanted to be the place of God. He wanted to look like God. He wanted to rule like God. He wanted to take control of what God has already created him. He wanted to dethrone him and take what? Not just heaven. He wanted the cosmos. He wanted the universe. He wanted the planets and the planetary system. He wanted the quasar. He wanted the black hole. He wanted the stars and the galaxies and the constellations. He wanted all that and what? Dethrone God. Dethrone God. Get rid of, of what? Righteousness. Get rid of love. Get rid of joy. Get rid of it. That's what Satan wanted. He wanted what God had created, and he wanted he wanted what God had created, and he was made by God, created by God, and then he turns around and said, I'm going to dethrone the creator. Listen what, he, listen what Satan had in his heart in his mind, in his being, to do to God. For you have said, this is what the Lucifer said, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. These are five demanding orders that Satan wanted to do to God. In these two verses, we see the format of Satan's rebellion and revolution against God. It seems that Lucifer, while true in 
the Lord, was given dominion over the earth, which was before Adam. After his fall, he worked deceitfully to get other angelic rulers to follow him in his war against God. He took one-third, listen to me now, he took one-third of the angelic beings and caused them to rebel against God too. So he took one-third out of the heavenly host and rebelled against God in heaven. If you want to know where the first war came from, the first war came from heaven. The first war was in heaven. The first war was an angelic war fought by Michael and Lucifer. Michael was the war angel, and Lucifer was the music director. He was the one that protected God's throne. He is the one that what had control of the mucus instrument to give praises to God. That's why the Bible said, praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord with your temples. Praise the Lord with your lips. Praise the Lord. Why? Because he's worthy to be praised. There's nothing else that desire praises for God Almighty. And Lucifer wanted that praise. He wanted the glory. He wanted to take the place of God and rule the universe. And he never could, he never will, and he never can take over and dethrone God. That's impossible, impossible for Lucifer to overthrow God Almighty. Guess what happened? Lucifer got kicked out. He got kicked out. He got dethroned. He got, I can say, castrated, whatever you want to say. He got mutilated. He was dethroned, and he was cast out of heaven by God Almighty through the war angel called Michael put him out. I mean, O-U-T. O-U-T. And he's been out ever since the beginning of time. And he is trying his best to get back in. He's trying his best to dethrone God. He's talking that yang that he talked 6,000 years ago. And guess what? He's going down, down, down. Listen, this is what Lucifer brought forth. The 15th verse says, Yet you shall be brought down to hell. Almighty know. I'll read that again. You shall be brought down to hell. Listen to what it says. To the size of the pit. Satan will be brought down to hell. Why? Because of his rebellion. God cannot use him in heaven. God cannot work with Satan, Lucifer, no more. God is through with Lucifer. But God has to let Satan do, and Lucifer, which is the fallen angel, God got to let Lucifer follow his course. And his course was to what? Destroy God, eliminate God, eliminate everything that God made uh, because he know that he was brought down to hell. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something, my friends. I'm not telling you this in anger. I'm telling you there is a hell. There's a H-E-L-L with a lot of L's on it. I mean, it's, yes, it's a hell. Don't let nobody tell you there's not a hell. And the hell was what? Created and made by, by God because 
hell was prepared for, listen to what it said. Jesus said this, hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. I say it again. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was not prepared for man. Hell was not prepared for man. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And Satan knows that. Satan has got a petition. He has got a summons. God has already told him, hell will be your home forever. You will be tormented into hell, into the bowels of the earth forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And let me tell you, it is hot down there. It is burning up. It is scorching. Why? Because God is going to punish Lucifer for rebelling against him. All right, that ain't all. That's not all, my friends. There's a whole lot more. Listen to this. He's brought down to hell. We know the uh, uh, hell was prepared for the devil and angels. Jesus Christ said that. It wasn't prepared for the animals. It wasn't prepared especially for mankind. God did prepare hell for man. He didn't. No, no, no. How in the world God is going to prepare hell for man when he made man after his likeness and after his image? Why? Because Man is made in the image of God. Why would you make something so beautiful? How come you would make something so lovely as making the image of yourself and then turn around and put me in hell? No. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And since that was come, come across, the 16th verse says, listen to 16th verse. Real good. They who see you shall narrowly look upon you and consider you, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, who did shake the kingdoms? Don't you know in the beginning of time, in the beginning of time, when Satan fell from heaven, what did he do in Genesis 1 and 2? What did he cause when he was thrown to earth. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says in the first chapter of Genesis 1, 1, it says, here's where the fall came. Here's where he fell. This is what it says. In the beginning, God, it didn't say God's, no S on it. It said God created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. And then after he had created the heavens and the earth, perfect, everything ready to go, The second verse said, and the earth was without form. God don't make no wreck. God ain't never caused no wreck. God ain't never made no mess. And he said, the earth was without form and void. And darkness was up on the face of the earth. Something happened right here. Something happened. Something happened. What happened? Satan failed. When Satan failed, he hit the earth. 
and all those angels. Oh, my God. I don't know how many angels fell with him. I don't know if it was three billion. I don't know if it was two billions. I don't know if it was one billion. But we know when he hit this earth, he deformed it. He deformed it. He wrecked it up. Why? He was angry at God. He was he it was like an atomic bomb, a neutron bomb. When he hit the earth, he made it dark to come up on the earth, he deformed the earth, and the earth was in a wreck. And by being in a wreck, God recreated the earth on the sixth day plan, and on the seventh day he rested. Now that's beyond my time. I wasn't even born. I wasn't even thought of. I wasn't even in the elements of the air. But God recreated the heaven and earth. And when he created the heavens and earth and made it over, he decided and said, I'm going to make man. When he made man, he put him on earth. He made him out of what? He made him out of the dust of the earth. Made him out of, we ain't nothing but a speck of dust. Man ain't nothing but a speck of dust. Man is like a leaf hanging on the tree. In the fall time, that leaf falls and goes back to the soil. A man is like a moth. A man is so tiny, so insignificant in the eyesight of God that man, if you would go in an airplane at 35,000 feet, and look down up on the planet, you couldn't even see a man. And if you do see him at least 80 feet in the air, or uh, even in, uh, on, on the uh, Empire State Building, the human race looked like ants running all over the place. Looked like little old bugs running all over the place. Looked like ants. Looked like a, 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 a flea on a camel's back. Man, is so tiny, so insignificant. But yet still, God made him wonderful. God made him unique. It's a fear. It's the fear to see how man is made so unique, so wonderful, smart. It's supposed to be smart and wise like God. But what happened? After God recreated the heaven and earth, he went into the Garden of Eden and formed man. When he formed man, he formed him out of the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils, and man became a living soul. Man became a living being. Man became in the image and the likeness of God, and he put man in a garden. And when he put man in a garden, he told man, uh-oh, I'm going to name all, I want you, Adam, I want you to, I'm going to bring all the animals to you. I'm going to bring all the animals to you. I want you to name them. And what smart boy. You're talking, about a, you're talking about a brain. You're talking about wisdom. He named all the animals. He named them all. Every animal that you see today, Adam named it. And it was passed on down through generation after generation after generation. And those same animals that, 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 that Adam named, they named these animals today. And after Adam named all these animals, he came to God. I believe he came to God and said, Lord, I cannot find me a helpmate. There's no helpmate in the animal world. And God, this is what God done. This is what God done. 
And God put a deep sleep up on Adam. And when he put a deep sleep up on Adam, he did surgery. He took one of Adam's ribs. And he made woman. Woman. W-O-M-A-N. Woman. He took one of Adam's ribs and made woman. And brought the woman to Adam. And Adam looked at the woman and he said, that is what I need. That is what I want. I'm going to call her woman because she was taken out of the womb part of the man. Oh, look at here. Look at here. This is God now. This, 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 ain't, this ain't LBQJ. This ain't JF and H-N-I-J-K-L-M-N. This is God ordaining the first marriage. Man and woman. And he put them in the Garden of Eden and told them they can eat of every tree, but don't eat, don't touch the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The day you touch that tree, good God Almighty, whoo, the day you touch that tree, you are going to die. You're going to die a spiritual death. You're going to be separated from your creator. You're going to be dead meat if you eat that fruit of knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat it, you are going to be cut off from God. You're going to be on your own from God. You ain't going to know how to pray. You ain't going to know how to get back to him. From, to, back to God because you disobeyed. And by you disobeyed, guess what? You're going to have trouble, trouble, trouble. You talking about trouble? It started all in the Garden of Eden. You talk about all the trouble we have in the day, all the killing we have in the day, it started in Eden. All the wars we have, it started in Eden. All the killing and murders and rape. It started in even all oh, the pornography. It started in the Garden of Eden when Satan caused the woman to mess with the tree. And the day that Eve ate the knowledge of good and evil, she went and gave some of the fruit to Adam. And when Adam ate it, because nothing didn't happen when Eve ate it, nothing didn't happen. Not a thing happened. She ate it, and then she gave some to her husband. Who is working behind all this? Who is working? i tell you who is working. Lucifer is working behind all the lies that he told in the Garden of Eden. And he told a lie, the lie that brought down human man, that cut off the human man from God Almighty. He told Eve, you're not going to die. No. You see, God is trying to hold something back from you because he knows if you eat the tree of knowledge and good and evil, you become like God. Not God, like God, knowing good from evil. And when they ate the tree, they could distinguish good from evil, and they died. Not a physical death, but a spiritual death. And spiritual death is darkness. 
Spiritual darkness is something that man can't understand. Spiritual darkness comes from the spiritual world. And when you're cut off from God, you are living in darkness. You don't know who God is. So you belong literally, authentically to Satan. Satan took and stole and raped the Garden of Eden and caused Adam and Eve to eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and Adam and Eve died that day. They died. I mean, you talking about died. Look what is going on in the world today. Look at it. People are dying every day. Babies are dying. Teenagers are dying. They're dying physically, but they're already dead spiritually. And when you die a spiritual death, that means that your soul is lost forever. That means your soul is what? A sinful soul, and sin is what God hates. Sin is what separates man from God. Sin is what the, Satan called when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and they ate it. And guess what God said? God said, I'm going to cast you out. I'm going to cast you out. Why? Because you cannot dwell in a garden like this and a sinful person. And God cast Adam and Eve out of the garden. And look what happened. Look what happened. Third chapter of Genesis. Third chapter of Genesis. Look what happened to Adam and Eve. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast. He was more smarter than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yes, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, said unto Lucifer, because see, Lucifer was on earth now, and he still got that hatred against God. So Lucifer says, if I can get Adam and Eve to sin, I can take control of the whole human race. I can eliminate the whole human race because I can control their spirit and their soul, their mind. I can rule the world through my ingenuity. I've got one-third of the angelic beings out of heaven. I can let my demons and my devils rule man because they have been cut off from God. God cannot get back in contact with them at all because of what? Because we are cut off from God by what? Our disobedience. So man is doomed for hell. Man was doomed for hell. Man was on his way to hell. Man was no way to escape hell. Why? Because Satan had control of them, and by them having control of them, God could not speak to them. Why? Because Satan made sure that they were kept in deception. Woo! You see what I'm saying? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you shall die. And the servant said it for the woman. Here's the devil, raw-headed, slew foot. devil says, 
you shall not surely die. Then he says in the fifth verse, for God knoweth. God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to bring desire to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat. The woman took the fruit. The woman took the fruit. She was subject to Satan before the man. She was deceived by the devil by listening to him because, let me tell you something, a lot of people don't believe it, but they've accepted it. A woman can be deceived quicker than a man. But the devil knew that if he would go to Adam, Adam would have told him no. I know what God told me. No, you can't tell me huh, that God is going to be okay with it. So what he did, he went to the woman first. And then the woman got to the man. And that's the only way the devil can get to a man is through a woman. Oh, yes, it is. It's true, 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 true. If a man don't know the tricks and the clicks of a woman, he can be deceived by the woman. Why? Because she is the weaker vessel. She is the one that's weaker. She is easy to be deceived. She's easy to be tricked. And so what happened? Eve came to Adam and told Adam, look, baby doll, sweetie pie, you all belong to me, baby. And listen, ain't nothing going to happen to you if you just, if you just take a lick or take a little taste of it. Ain't nothing going to happen. See, I'm eating it, and let me tell you, it is good. It is, tastes so good. I don't want you to miss out on this. Come on, baby. Let, come on. And guess what? Adams knew what was going to happen. He knew exactly what going to happen if he eats this fruit of knowledge of good and evil. He knew that he was going to be cut off. He knew that it was doomsday if he eat this fruit of knowledge of good and evil. He knew Eve was so beautiful and so, 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 so well satisfied that he hearkened to her voice and he did eat. And when he ate that fruit of knowledge of good and evil, the whole human race became sinners. The whole human race became sinners. Every child that is born is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Every human being that was born was born lost, cut off from God, was born in darkness, was born not knowing the true and living God, not knowing how to get out of it, not knowing what to do about it. So Satan says, I got it now. I got it. I'm going to show God Almighty that I'm going to destroy his human family. I'm going to annihilate it. 
I'm going to cause men, women, boys, and girls to be killed. I'm going to cause wars. I'm going to cause pestilence and disease. I'm going to cause everything that can damn your soul and damn your mentality. I'm going to do everything I can because now Satan says I'm in control. I'm still on the rebellion, and Satan is still rebelling. So, my friend, let me tell you what happened. I'll slow down a little bit. Man fell, and the fall was great. The fall was so great that nobody could help the human race but God Almighty. Nobody could bring back the human race and have a relationship with God Almighty. Nobody could do it but God. Nobody could bring man back in the right relationship but God. Not Buddha, not Shintoism, not Islam, not Seventh-day Adventist. No God could bring man back to the right relationship but God. The Almighty, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And after that, God gave Adam and Eve and Lucifer exactly what he was going to do in the future. And what he did God had a meeting. Listen to what I'm saying. God had a meeting in the garden. It's not in the scriptures, but we will find that he told Adam, he told Lucifer, he told Adam, and he told Eve exactly what he was going to do. He told he told Lucifer, the serpent, he told Adam, and he told Eve. And this is what God told Satan. This is what he said. And God said unto the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle and every beast of the field. Up on your belly shall you go, and thus shall you eat all the days of your life. And I, this is God talking. This is God talking to Lucifer, the devil, and all his cohorts, all his fallen angels. I will put imminent between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. I'll go back a little bit. I read this again. I want, I want you to get this. And I will put imminent between you and the woman and between your seed, Lucifer's seed, because the devil got a seed too. God, the devil got wicked seed. We'll get to that later. And he said, and between your seed and her seed shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Ooh, listen, listen, this is the greatest 
number one prophecy in the Bible because this year is telling us that God is saying, I'm going to put a image between you and the woman. I'm going to put a seed between them, y'all two, and between your seed and her seed. Shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This is the greatest prophecy in the beginning of time. God is witnessing to Lucifer and telling Lucifer, I'm going to put a seed between your seed and the woman's seed, and you shall bruise his heel, but he shall bruise your head. He is telling Lucifer, the devil, I'm going to send you a savior. I'm going to put a savior between you and the woman's seed and your seed. I'm going to do what I got power to do. And this seed shall bruise your head, but you shall bruise his heel. Well, what is he talking about? Present the Lord now actually is speaking to Satan, who has used the serpent in the effect. The Lord is saying to Satan, you, you use the woman to bring down the human race. Uh-oh. You use the woman to bring down the human race. I will use the woman as an instrument to bring the Redeemer. The Redeemer. Nobody else can be the Redeemer but the Redeemer. Who is the Redeemer? God is the Redeemer. God is the Savior. God is the hope. Through Jesus Christ, he is telling Lucifer, I'm going to bring forth a Redeemer into the world who will save the human race. And between your seed and her seed shall bruise your head. I'm going to smash the head of Satan. I'm going to eliminate him forever. I'm going to do what? I'm going to cast him into Gehenna. I'm going to let him be tortured and all his cohorts in hell's fire forever. I'm going to smash him. And he says, Satan, you are going to bruise his heel, reminding that Jesus Christ was crucified and hung on the cross. Oh, my God, my God. Jesus Christ was slain on the cross. Jesus Christ was whipped 39 times. Jesus Christ hung on the cross from 9 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Jesus Christ was a lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. And, and the Lord says, Satan, you are going to bruise his heel, but I'm going to bruise your head. You're headed for hell when I'm going to redeem the ones that believe on my name and save them that they can go to heaven, that they can be born again, that they can be redeemed by what? The blood of Jesus Christ. Uh-oh, I don't see no religion in here. I don't see no religion in this. I don't see nothing but what? Christ, the Redeemer. I don't see nothing but the cross. I don't see nothing but the suffering that he did for what? The sins of the world, the sins that I've done, the sins that you've done. 
everything. Anything that's not like God is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. Anybody that knows to do good and does to not to him is a sin. The Bible says the transgression of the law is sin. So let me tell you, you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And the only way that you'll be brought out is through what Jesus Christ preached to preached a sermon to Lucifer and told him, yeah, you're going to crucify me. Yeah, but I'm going to bruise your head. I'm going to smash you into the bowels of hell. I'm going to eliminate you uh, and let you burn and burn and burn and burn forever. And I'm going to let the the imps and the demons that you brought from heaven, they're going to burn with you. That's hell's fire. But you're going to bruise my head. You're going to nail nails to my feet. You're going to nail nails to my hands. You're going to whip me 39 times. You're going to put a crown of thorns up on my head. And guess what? I'm going to hang. I'm going to hang between heaven and earth. I'm going to hang. Yeah. I'm going to hang on the plot, on the on the cross for six long hours. And I'm going to drop my head between the locks of my shoulder. 4,000 years later, I'm going to put put in a grave for three days and three nights. And on the third day morning, I'm going to get up with all power in heaven and in earth in my hand. So Satan lost. But today, the day, there's no religion. There's no denomination. There's nobody. There's nobody. There's no occults that can deliver you from sin, death, hell, and the grave. Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing but the Redeemer, Savior, that suffered for your sin. Because when Jesus Christ died, he didn't die for himself. He knew no sin. He did no sin. He spoke no sin. He didn't walk like a sinner. He walked like God because he was God in the flesh. And by him being God in the flesh, his blood was pure. His blood was righteous. His blood was sanctified blood. His blood was power to what? To change men's lives through the Holy Spirit. And that's what he did. When Christ died, he died for your sins and my sins. When he died, he didn't die on his own. He died because he said, I got power to lay down my life. And I got power to pick it up again. He said, I'm dying for the liar. I'm dying for the whoremonger. I'm dying for the churchgoer. I'm dying for the false preachers. I'm dying for the uh, backbiters. I'm dying for the liars. I'm dying for the homosexuals. I'm dying for the lesbianism. I'm dying for all sins of mankind that ever could be done. And by when I died, the wrath of God fell upon Christ Jesus, his own son, and God took his own wrath. The wrath of God was laid upon Christ, and Christ was God. If Christ was God, that means God's wrath was up on himself, which is Jesus Christ, paid for what? Paid for what? Paid for my sin, my lowdown, dirty, rotten, conniving, unbelieving sinner. They nailed him on the cross like a piece of meat. They had him stripped down almost naked. They made fun of him. They cursed him. They rebuked him. They told him, said, if you be the son of God, why don't you come down off the cross? But Jesus Christ had a better a better way. He said, I'm not coming down. I could call 72,000 angels. 
to get me off the cross. Well, if I come off the cross, there will be no hope for you. If I come off the cross, hell will be your home. If I come off the cross, be no hope for the world. Come off the cross, the liar, the backbiter, the whoremonger couldn't be saved. I'm going to stay up here. And Jesus stayed on the cross. And Satan bruised his heel. And God said later on, I'm going to bruise your head. And now we're living in a time where the time of bruising Satan's head is almost here. But it's not here quietly because the time is coming when the Bible tells me before the end of time, Lucifer is going to what? He's going to be an antichrist. He's going to come to this earth as a man. He's going to come to this earth as a deceiver. He's coming to this earth as a son of perdition. He's coming to this earth as a dragon. He's coming to this as a wild beast, and he is going to impersonate Jesus Christ by doing a false resurrection. And this resurrection will be done during the tribulation period. Satan is trying to get the whole world and damn and go to hell. But they tell me the whole world mm -hmm, will not be saved. But they tell me a little bit, a few people will be saved. And what you call a few, God said, is going to be enough that I'm satisfied because it's not up to God whether you die or go to hell. It's up to you. And if you make the right choice, he said, whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever love me, whosoever repent of their sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ uh, can be saved. Saved from what? Saved from sin because the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. So there's victory in Jesus. There's not victory in money. There's not victory in good times. There's not victory in uh, 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 false uh, uh, doctors. There's, there's nothing in the devil. There's nothing good about Satan. There's nothing righteous about Satan. He's a liar and the father of all lies. And the Satan has come to do three things, kill, rob, and destroy. And he's destroying people today. And because of the fall, God said, I'm going to bring man back to me. I'm going to redeem him. And how long it's going to take? It's going to take 6,000 years for God to finish his job, to redeem all those that accept him. God will not redeem you unless you want to be redeemed. God is not going to save you until you said, I want to be saved. God is not going to sanctify you until you said, I want to be sanctified. He's not going to justify you until you said, I want to be justified. He's not going to do nothing until you repent and turn from your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's going to come to Satan. Here's what's going to come to Eve. This is what's going to come to Eve. He told Eve this. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. And sorrow you shall bring forth children. Desire shall be to your husband, and he shall rule over you. This is what's going to happen to the woman. Number one, you, I will multiply your sorrow. A woman is going to have sorrow and your conception. A woman is going to have problems and situations till the day she dies. Why? Because she obeyed Lucifer and disobeyed God. 
when you disobey God, you got to pay the penalty. And the penalty of sin is death. And since death came into the world by Adam, there's a second Adam. And life will be brought into the world by the second Adam. And the second Adam is Jesus Christ. And since Jesus Christ is the second Adam, he was a sinless sinner. He was a sinless sacrifice because he knew no sin. He walked no sin. He talked no sin. He was perfect. He was God in the flesh. And he became a sin offering that through man through man's sin, our sins were laid on him, and by our sins being laid on him, he paid the price for sin. And when he paid the price for sin, and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you can come on out of sin and be born again. And when you're born again, uh-huh, you become a new creature. And if you're a new creature, old things are passed away and behave everything anew. But the woman, you're going to have sorrow and conception. You shall bring forth what? Children. And your desire. You're going to desire this. You're going to desire. Shall be to your husband. You're going to desire your husband. You're going to love your husband. He shall rule over you. Instead of God ruling over you. Listen to what it says. Your sorrows. You're going to bring forth children. And your desire to be for the woman. The woman wants her husband. If she loves her husband, she wants her husband. She wants her husband to take care of her. The husband take care of her, she take care of the husband. It's a what? It's a twofold thing. It ain't one sided. Why did God give woman the gift of birth? Because he told man to multiply, replenish the earth. I want more. Human beings, I want you to bring forth children. I want you, why? Because God has got a gigantic plan. He's going to build him a kingdom, a kingdom that will never cease, a kingdom will last forever. And he's going to build it through the family. He's going to build it through the man and the woman. He wants the woman and the man to train the children in a way that it should go, that they can come to a point in life they can acknowledge Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and be saved so they can go to heaven and be with the Lord forever. He wants you to replenish the earth. Because why? God is building a kingdom. And since man has the opportunity to choose in which way he want to live, God said, choose me and you'll live. Reject me and you'll die. Man and woman come together and produce children. When they produce children, they got a great responsibility. They got a responsibility to train them and to teach them and show them the way to Christ. That there's a day, a part, a day in their life that they can receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and be born again. Woo! That's a job. That's a job that the human race is failing in. The human race is failing. And raising a Christian family. They are failing. And they have failed. They're raising children, but they ain't caring nothing about them. They ain't taking care of them. They ain't taking them to Sunday school. They ain't reading the Bible with them. They ain't praying with them. They ain't doing nothing but raising babies and, 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 and train them the best they know how and send them to school and don't have no idea 
that they got a soul, they got a spirit, and that it is it is it is the will of God that they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the only way that they can come is somebody got to lead them. And you can't lead them with a bust up family. You can't lead them with a with a family that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. It takes a woman and a man to have a, a good, wholesome family that's in the Christian race. And we got few Christian families today than ever because the parents is not getting married. Nobody gets married no more. People having babies out of wedlock. They ain't trained them. They don't take them to Sunday school. We got we got people having babies, uh, uh, one baby, two babies, three babies, by uh, different women and leaving the woman with the baby, and the baby can't, can't grow up in a wholesome, uh, uh, spirit-filled home where they can be trained and guided and led. Why? Because the world says to Satan, I'm going to mess up God's kingdom. And guess what? He can't do it. He can't do it. You know why? Jesus said, up on this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And God is building his church today, and his church is almost ready to leave this earth. The church of the living God is almost to be raptured. Oh, yes, you do. There's a trumpet. There's a so far. It's going to be blown. It's going to be blown. Yes, sir. And it's going to be blown very soon. Why? And this trumpet is going to be blown by the Jewish people. And this represents a catching away. It represents a time of war. It represents a time of repentance. And it's called the Feast of Trumpets. The trumpets represent rapture. I say it again, the trumpet represents rapture. And all the people on this earth that have been born again, I can't get enough of that born again, born again, changed lives, going to hear this trumpet, and this trumpet is going to blow so loud that it's going to wake up the dead. And those that are dead in the grave that died in Jesus Christ is going to hear the trumps of God, and the Lord is going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voices of archangels, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we shall meet the Lord in the air. We're living in the end time. Christ is getting ready to come back. And here we see the reason why there's so much hell on earth. Why? Because a woman was deceived, and she said, the Bible says she's going to have a whole lot of problems. Oh, a lot of problems. But they tell me if you find a good woman, you find if you find a good woman, you find a good wife. And her job is to do if you want to have children is to have children and raise them right, both mama and daddy, both mama and daddy on the same frequency, letting them know of all things. Yes, go to college. Yes, get a job. Yes, but don't forget Jesus Christ. Don't forget Jesus Christ. Get saved. Get saved. Let Jesus Christ save you. Mama and Daddy, you need to tell your children, get saved, honey. But how can you tell them when you ain't saved? Woo! you got to be saved in order to be caught up in this rapture. And it's almost over because this is the last generation. All right? We don't have two already that got their Sunday school lesson. Lucifer got his. The woman of God heard. And now it's the man's turn. And listen to what he said to Adam. And then to Adam he said, because you 
have hearkened into the voice of your wife and have eaten the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to you. You shall eat the herb of the field. And the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return into the ground where you was taken. For dust you are, and into dust you shall return. Good God Almighty. Adam, I'm going to curse the ground. Adam, this is the thorns shall it bring forth. Adam, you shall eat the herbs. You're going to eat vegetation. You, you didn't, in that time, in that early time of history, man didn't eat meat. They ate vegetables. They ate fruit. And he said, in the sweat of your face, your face, you shall eat bread. You will sweat in your face till you return. You're going back to the dust where you were taken. For dust you are, and into dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife Eve because he was the mother of all the living. I don't see nowhere in here in the first three chapters, the fourth chapter, the fifth chapter, I don't see anywhere in this where God said to Adam, I'm going to make you a man and bring him to I don't see that. It irritates me for people to try to change the word of God. God didn't bring a man to Adam. He brought a woman. And when Adam saw the woman, he said, oh, bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. You shall be called woman because you are taken out of the side of a man. And they tell me I'm going to call you Eve because you are the mother of the living. I don't see in there where Adam had a baby. I don't see in there where, where Eve, amen, was the head of the house, a head of the home. I don't see in that way she's the head of the man because woman is not the head of the man. Man is the head of the woman, and she joined together with Adam, and they became one flesh, one flesh. No partner, no girlfriend on the side. No, 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 uh, uh, no, 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 no. Adam wasn't no pimp daddy because there was only one woman on the earth. Amen. And they live within their means. They live, and nobody could butt into the marriage. But nowadays, it's a different story. Everybody up in your business. Take care of your own business. Now, as I look at this, what I just got through telling you, we see, we see, what God is doing. We see what he done to Satan. We see what he done to Eve. We see what he done to Adam. They were cast out of the garden forever until the Redeemer come. When the Redeemer come, which is Jesus Christ, 
come and die for mankind. When Jesus Christ goes down in the grave, the priest of those in prison, they set the captive free and was resurrected on the third day morning. Now men, women, boys, and girls will be saved all over the world in a minute, in a split second. God is too big and man is too little for man to act like God can't save you. God can save anything that what want to be, want to be saved, want to come out of darkness into the marvelous light, want to go to heaven, want to forsake all unrighteousness, want to. You got to want to. And if you don't want to, God can't help you. You got to repent. You got to turn with a godly sorrow saying that I have sinned against a holy, righteous, loving God because God do love you. God do care for you. God is doing everything he can. He done done everything he can. He can't do no more. He can't do no more. God is at the end of doing anything else other than suffering and dying on the cross and coming back from the grave. He can't go no further. That's it. That's it. And the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, what? Every knee's going to bow, every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And it said, all those, the wicked, all the unbelievers, all the whorebongers, all the fornicators, all the drug addicts, all the liars will be cast into the lake of fire for one reason. They never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and so they believed that they could go to heaven without coming to Calvary's cross and being born again and sanctified and walking in the image of God. They believed that they could go to heaven on their own good works, but you can't go to heaven until you come to the cross. And the world don't want to come to the cross. Pastor Paul said, preaching of the cross to those that, are, that perish is foolishness. But those that are saved is the power of God. After Adam and Eve had sinned, after they had disobeyed God, they found out that they were naked. They didn't have no clothes on. They were naked. They were so naked that was the first nudie camp. And so what Adam and Eve tried to do, which they couldn't do, they tried to dress themselves with fig leaves. And as they dressed themselves with fig leaves for the first 12 hours, it was all right. But it wasn't sufficient because those fig leaves would dry up. That represent the fig leaves represent religions and occults and denominations, men who try to dress themselves up to cover themselves from sin. But man can't cover his sin. Man can't take away his sin. Man cannot be a substitute for his own sin. He can't do it. He's already a sinner, and a sinner don't have no power of righteousness. A sinner don't have no power of right. The only thing a sinner has is a power of damnation. So they tried to dress themselves, and they found out that it was impossible because they would have to use fig leaves from here to the present day. And there ain't enough trees. And so what happened? God had to sit them down and tell them what he was going to do. In the 21st chapter of Genesis, it says, Adam 
also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. I'll read it again. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skin and clothe them. One more time. Unto Adam also and to his wife did Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. God had to clothe them with a coat of skins. Coats of skins. Where did he get the skins? He got the skins from animals. He got the skin by slaying two animals. You said, that is scripture, that is scripture in the Bible. If two skins don't represent two animals, and he had to take the skin of animals to cover Adam and Eve, and in order to take the skin and cover Adam and Eve, an animal had to die. Two animals had to die. In other words, skin in an animal brings forth blood. And when it brought forth blood, the only way that they could get the coat of skin is through the blood. The blood had to be shed in order to get the coat of skin. Oh, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Because fig leaves ain't going to work. Your good works ain't going to work. Baptists ain't going to work. Presbyterian ain't going to work. Jehovah Witness ain't going to work. All these religions that man-made will not work. You cannot be redeemed on your own power, on your own ingenuity, on your own nothing. Because no man, no man, no man can receive salvation unless there be bloodshed. Bloodshed got to be shed somewhere. And the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And Jesus Christ was the only man on the planet, only man in the universe, only man in the cosmos that was able to become man and die upon the cross to shed his blood that men's sin can be taken away and cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ and Adam and Eve. By God Almighty, make those coats of skin, and they was able to walk out into the world covered, covered with coats of skin. And those coats of skin last for a long time. They last for a long time. You don't have to worry about them drying up because leather don't dry up. Ooh, coats of skin now. Listen to what it said. In the making of the coats of skin, God effect was telling Adam, was telling Adam and Eve that their fig leaves were insufficient. Their religion was insufficient as well. He was teaching them that without the shedding of blood, which pertained to the animals, they gave their, gave their lives, ooh, which were a types of Christ. There's no remission of sin, and this first sacrifice was laid the foundation of the entirely of the plan of God as it regards to the redemption. Also, it must be noticed that it is the Lord God who furnished these coats and not man himself. This tells us that salvation is altogether of God and not at all of man. The life of Christ 
given on the cross and given as our sacrifice provides the only covering for sin. Everything else, everything else is to be rejected. Rejected. There are 6,000, listen, 6,000 different kinds of religions and and seances and, and, and ways that man that try to figure out to cover their sins and get right with God. But you can't get right with God without Jesus. Jesus has to be in your life. Jesus is the only sacrifice that has the power to save mankind. Jesus is the only one that died on the cross and got up the grave uh, all by himself. It was Jesus that took the stripes and the crown of thorns on his head. It was Jesus that that dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder. It was Jesus that was taken out of the cross and laid in the grave. It was Jesus that came out of the grave on the third day morning. It was Jesus that told the disciples, go back into Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. It was Jesus. There was no Mohammed. What no Buddha? What no Joseph Smith? There wasn't no Russell Town. It wasn't no Baptist or Presbyterian or Church of God in Christ. I ain't got nothing against the name. It's just who you believe in and who you trust in. I don't trust in no Baptist. I don't trust in no Presbyterian. I don't trust in no the Church of God in Christ. I trust in Jesus because he made the sacrifice. Woo! Lord have mercy. Do you understand? It was Jesus that made the sacrifice and only him. When Adam found out they got a Sunday school lesson right there, they got a good Sunday school lesson in that Put the first verse of third chapter of Genesis. Adam got his lesson in Genesis. Eve got her lesson, and Satan got his lesson. And he said, until the fullness of time come, you will understand it better by and by. But one thing you got to remember, without the blood sacrifice of animals in those days, God could not forgive man of his sin. And now Jesus Christ done come to the planet and died and suffered on Calvary's cross. Now there's only one way, one way, one way, one way to get to God. You've got to come by the Redeemer. You've got to come by Jesus. You've got to come by the road of of sham, you got to come by the lily of the valley, you got to come by Yahweh, you got to come by Messiah and let him know that whosoever will let him come. So what Satan has done since the fall, he has tried to destroy mankind. We find out in the book of Genesis the authentic, the real way the real way to come to God. The real way is the way that Adam and Eve came 
God came to Adam and Eve and told him, I'm going to make you a coat of skin. He was simplifying the Redeemer. The Redeemer has came. And the only way that a man can be redeemed today, tomorrow, forevermore, the only way that he can come to know Jesus Christ so he won't have to be paying for his own sins. Because if you have to pay for your own sins, the only place and the wages of sin is death. You will be cut off from God forever. And when you're cut off from God forever, you've got to go to hell because hell was formed for the devil and his angels. And if it was formed for the devils and angels, that means that you don't have to go. But if you follow Satan and stay unregenerated and you keep on going in your sins and reject the blood of Jesus Christ, that he suffered and died on Calvary's cross uh, 2,000 years ago. And if you refuse to come to him and repent of your sins and you die, you die in your sin, you're going to hell, not because I say so, because the word of God said, no, no, not one, not a righteous person. Will, not an unrighteous person will ever enter the kingdom of God. Sin will never enter the kingdom of God again. Sin will be eliminated. And I don't mean annihilated, but I mean sin will go to a place where there's punishment. Punishment. Everlasting fire. The devil will be brought down to hell in the size of the pit. They who see you shall narrowly look upon you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth to tremble, who did shake the kingdom? Well, he shook the kingdom once, and God's going to shake the kingdoms again. He shook the kingdoms in the first and second chapter of Genesis. He shook the kingdom. He destroyed practically and deformed the world and called a a chaos upon the world, and God recreated it and put man on it. And since he put man on it, man, Satan said, I'm going to get man. I'm going to destroy him. And he has died. He has tried to destroy man. And here's something else you might not agree with, but it's Bible. It's Bible. It's Bible. God's way is the right way. God ways the narrow way. The Bible says, the Bible says, majority of the world population will go to hell. You hear what I said? The majority, that, that, that ain't me. I'm not, I ain't no, I ain't no God. I, I'm just a frivolous, who? I'm just a man that's preaching the gospel. And God wants, wants you to know and let you know he loves you so much, he don't want you to go to hell. But majority of the world is lost. Majority of the world is going to follow the Antichrist. The majority of the world is going to believe about this man coming on the scene. They're going to believe that he is Jesus Christ. And it's going to be the devil incarnated. And Satan is going to do a trick, going to do a funny trick. He's going to do a fake resurrection of the Resurrection of Jesus Christ and fool the world in believing that he is God Almighty in the flesh. And it's not God Almighty in the flesh. It's Satan in the flesh deceiving people because he allows sin to go on 
And people are going to accept this Antichrist because he does not reprove sin. He does not reprove sin. This new world church is coming up in our generation now called the world church, called the new world order. Well, there's a church on the scene right now coming from the Roman Catholic diocese that believe that all religions, all I don't care what you are, you can be a drunk, liar, cheat, you can be a, a just a name of a denomination, you can be an occult, you can be an atheist, they're telling everybody, let's join together and make the world a better place to live in and don't worry about what we believe in. In other words, we believe whatever we want to believe just come together. Well, that world church has been worked on now. The false church is manipulating a great world church that is mentioned in the 17th chapter of Revelation, the great whore that sits upon the waters, that's riding the beast with ten horns, and these ten horns represent the ten European common market. And Daniel said in the process of time, in the seventh chapter, the 25th verse, Daniel said, after I saw these ten horns, I saw ten horns, I saw ten horns, I looked and saw another little horn come up amongst the other ten horns. He said, well, who is this horn? This horn has eyes and spoke great things against the Most High. Well, according to the Bible and the Holy Scripture, these eyes and this mouth represent the Antichrist. And he speak great things against the Most High and cause blasphemy. He's going to try to blaspheme God. He's going to cuss God out. He's going to tell God everything but Yahweh. He's going to call him names out of names. He is the one that wants to defile the Almighty God. And this year, man is called the Antichrist. And this Antichrist is preparing now to bring on the temple signing. They're going to sign. Ooh, listen, that's what I'm saying. They're going to sign a peace treaty pretty soon, pretty soon, pretty soon, sooner than you think he is. And this peace treaty will be signed by the Antichrist. This Antichrist will tell the Jewish people that, yes, y'all build y'all temple. Build it, and you'll be able to offer sacrifices just like you did in the Old Testament. And the Jews are going to welcome him. They're going to desire him. They're going to look at him, and he's going to be worldwide known. He's going to be able to see him around the world because technology said that right now the whole world can hear the gospel within 24 hours. The whole world can hear the gospel through Internet, through Facebook, through Twitter, through TikTok, through all these channels that we have on TV. The world is going to witness all this year resurrection of the Antichrist. He's going to be assassinated. He's going to lay in the grave for three days and three nights. He's going to be resurrected on the third day. And this third day will pinpoint this must be Jesus Christ. He's raised from the dead. He's raised from the dead. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. And that's what they're going to do. That's what they are going to do. But they're big fools. Because when this Antichrist comes on the scene, he has no identifications. He has no identification that he was nailed to a cross. He had no identification that he had a pierced side. 
He has no identification of pierced feet. He has no identification of whips on his back. He has no identification at all. And the people who reject the true Messiah will accept this false Messiah because he does not require repentance. You don't have to repent. Just come on as you are, and we accept you, whether you are a liar, or a prostitute, or homosexual, or racist, or lesbianism, or sexism, or, 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 or half man, half woman. You don't care. Come on in, and let's fall down and worship the beast. This is coming, my friends. This is coming on the scene. This is what's getting ready to happen to the planet. Jesus Christ is getting ready to do what? He's getting ready to rapture the church. The rapture of the church is soon to be here. We're living in the last, last generation. There's no generation after this. And this generation ends in 2030. The last generation ends in 2030. And after that, there ain't no more generations to come. The only generation that is to come, listen to me, the only generation to come is ends in 2030. After that, Christ comes back to the earth. You hear what I said? Christ comes back to the earth. Because why? This is the last generation. Because Christ is going to bring in the millennium reign. The millennium reign cannot come until the church is raptured. Well, the church will be raptured at the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. The seven-year tribulation cannot start until the body of Christ is gone. When the body of Christ is gone, the church is going to be in the heavenlies. It's going to be at the throne and at the judgment seat of Christ. The Antichrist cannot come because the church is still here. And since the church is still here, the Antichrist cannot step on the scene and be worldwide known. Why? Because the church is still here. But the minute, the twinkling of an eye, the split second, the church moves, the Antichrist can move up on the planet and make a peace treaty with the Jewish people and tell the Jews, I am Jesus. And the Antichrist will tell the Jews, yes, I will sign a covenant with you that you can rebuild your temple and that you can get your five red helpers and that you can purify the holy site and that you can get your priests and all your vessels and all the ark of the covenant and sit inside the temple and offer sacrifice and the world is going to be dazzled, dazzled, mystified. And the Jews are going to welcome him. But when he comes, he will come after the rapture of the church. After the rapture of the church, where is the church going? Well, the church is going to the judgment seat of Christ. 
The church is going to the judgment seat of Christ. All the born-again believers from all over the world, all over the world, 25,000 miles in circumference, I mean around the world, Every born-again believer will magnetically be caught up, divinely be caught up by the Holy Ghost. Those that have been born again and have the Holy Ghost, they will hear the trumpet, and the trumpet will call the dead from the grave. Those that died in Christ and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we be with the Lord. And then after that, the Jews will come on the planet, and when they come on the planet, they will preach the last seven years. They will preach the gospel of the kingdom for the last seven years. It will last seven years, three and a half years, the first part, and three and a half years, the the latter part equals seven years. The first three and one and a half years will be a semi-peace. They will say peace and peace and safety. Oh, we got peace and safety. Everything going to be all right. But after the three and one and a half years, it's going to be hell on earth. And since there won't be nobody here to preach the gospel of the kingdom, said, wait a minute, I've got what? I've got some evangelism to do. I've got 144,000 Jews, male Jews, virgin Jews that have not known woman. They are virgins, and they are going to progress on to preach the gospel of the kingdom. I'm going to have 12,000 from each tribe of Israel. I'm going to have 12,000 from the tribe of Judah. I'm going to have 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon. I'm going to have 12,000 from the tribe. Hallelujah. Can you get it? Ooh. I'm going to have 12,000. Here we go. I got 12,000 from the tribe of what? Judah. I got 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben. 12,000 from the tribe of Gad. 12,000 from the tribe of Asher. 12,000 from the tribe of Nephilim. 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh. 12,000. And of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi, 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. And the tribe of Benjamin. These 144,000 Jews will preach three and one-half years. Three and one-half years, they will proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. They will be proclaiming that Jesus Christ died and rose again, and he's coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. And the millennial kingdom is saying this, Jesus Christ will rule and reign for a thousand years 
after the tribulation period is over, after the, the judgment of the nations are, are judged, and after Satan, Satan will be put in the bottomless pit and sealed up for a thousand years that he will not deceive the nations no more. And after the thousand years are up, he will be set loose for one more time because God said, I have some people who was in the millennium reign that did not accept me as king of kings and lord of lords. When Satan is set loose, they will have unregenerated heart and they will follow after Satan. And by them following after Satan, they tell me they're going to come around Jerusalem and try to overtake it. But the Bible says, and fire is going to rain down on them and destroy them all. God ain't playing. God is not playing. He's giving man the opportunity to come to him. And the 144,000 will be what? They will be what? They will be mortals. They will be killed. They will be persecuted. And yet still the Bible says they shall be redeemed from the earth. God is going to redeem the 144,000 and take them on to heaven, and they shall be on Mount Zion. And wherever the Lamb goes, the 144,000 will be with them. And then the Bible tells me, the Bible tells me, ooh, the Bible tells me, saying that I saw a number that no man can number. And where did these come from, and who are they? And he said, don't you know who they are? He said, no. He said, these are they that came out of great trials and tribulation. These are the tribulation saints. These are the ones that hear the gospel through the Jewish people. The Gentiles will hear it. Woo! The black folks will hear it. The white folks will hear it. The Chinese will hear it. The Russians will hear it. They will hear it. And some of them will acknowledge that God is moving and they will be saved. They will be saved. And they will have to go through the latter part of the tribulation, which would be hell on earth. So what? There's some harvests to be taken off the earth. Remember, the church is already gone. The church is gone. 144,000 come. They preach the gospel for three and one half years. And through their preaching, many Gentiles and Jews will be saved. After they, after they receive Christ, the 144,000 will be removed from the earth. And those that got saved from the 144,000, they will do what? They will be persecuted and killed. And after the 144,000 leave, God said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got two more witnesses to do the last three and one-half years, three and one-half years. Three and one half years, I will, I will bring them forth and let them stand in the 11th chapter of Revelation up on the Temple Mount, and they will preach for three and one half years, day and night, continually, no ceasing, day and night, no ceasing, for 42 months, three and one half years, 
1,260 days continually, 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 continually until their full mission is over. And the Bible says, who are these witnesses? Well, one witness has power enough to shut up heaven that it will not rain for three and one half years. And another witness has power to turn water to blood and bring plagues up on the earth. As many times he speaks it, and the only ones that have brought plagues up on the earth, the only ones that have stopped the rain from Raining for three and one and a half years, the one is Moses and the other is Elijah. And that's not far away. It's coming up on us swiftly. It's coming up on us so swift before you turn your head. It'll be here. Because we see a prelude of it right now. The mark of the beast is ready in the middle of the tribulation. After Satan does his fake resurrection, he's going to be resurrected, and he's going to come back from the grave, and he is going to tell the world, I am God Almighty. He will desecrate. He will desecrate the temple and remove the ark of the covenant, and he will go after the Jews and try to destroy them. And it is called in the Bible, as Jesus called it, the abomination, desolation spoken by Dan the prophet that will come in the latter days. And when he comes, he's going to do a prophetic announcement that Jesus Christ is ready to come back. Because in the middle of the tribulation period, there only will be three and one half years left. And so everything that's going to happen has to happen within that three and one half years. And at the close of the three and one half years, the two witnesses shall be assassinated. And they will lay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and one half days. Three and one half days. They will lay dead in the streets in Jerusalem for three and one half days. And by them land in the street for three and one half days. That would be at the close of the tribulation period. And after the three and one half days, the Lord is going to resurrect Moses and Elijah, and they will ascend into heaven. When they ascend into heaven, they tell me that will be the time in which the sun will be blackened and the sun will be put out and the moon will turn red with high blood pressure. That will be the day when the sky will open back from the east to the west and roll back. That's the day in which Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with the church and they will rule and reign on the earth. This will be the second coming of Jesus Christ. The, the rapture is not the second coming. The rapture is the first phase of the second coming. Because God got to remove the body of Christ. God is not going to let his body, Jesus Christ's body, woo, go to any part of the tribulation. He's going to save his body out of it. Because heaven will be our place of bold for the seven years. We will be at the Lamb's Supper. We will see the wedding feast. 
We will be sitting around the supper and the table. We will be eating and drinking. Oh, my God. We will be at the place in which we can see what's going down on earth. And it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a day of reckoning. You don't want to be in it. Your mama don't want to be in it. Your daddy don't want to be in it. Your sister won't want to be in it. You just don't want to be in it. Thank God. Almighty, that he hasn't came yet, but he's going to give the world a seven-year grace period. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. And if you make it through, it'll be by the grace of God. And all this old false preaching, all this old motivation speeches that men are trying to, to get rich, all oh, this big talk of people talking about they know the Lord, but there's a there's a day coming when the judgment seat of, when, when when the judgment of the nations shall be judged at the end of the tribulation period. The Lord is going to say, "Depart from me, to those on the left, your goats. Depart from me." Your workers of iniquity, I don't even know you. And they are going to say, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out devils in your name? How now we did all kind of miracles in your name? Have we been wonderful in telling the people about how wonderful you are and did miracles in front of them? And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. And for those on the right, the sheep, he's going to say, come into my father's house and enjoy the blessings, which will be those will be able to walk into the millennium reign that got saved during the tribulation period. This is the conclusion. And it's getting closer and closer each and every day. The Euphrates River I said the Euphrates River, let me say it again, the Euphrates River is drying up. 16th chapter Revelation and the 9th chapter Revelation. It tells me when you see the Euphrates River drying up, the rock bottom is preparing the kings of the east to come across the Euphrates River. You ain't got nothing but a few years it's going to be completely dry that you can see the bottom. And already they have found caverns. They have found caves. They have found deep gorges in, in, in the bottom of the Euphrates River. And they are saying now, this is what the archaeologists are saying, they are saying now we can hear a groaning sound, sound like chains. Sound like demons ready to be set loose. And these are demons. For angels will be set loose after a while, and they will go and destroy one-third of mankind. Oh, my God. It's closer than you think it is. It's so close that you can't even see it. It's so close that if you might sneeze, you might be out of here. This is what's getting ready to happen. America, if America don't repent, 
if the churches don't repent, if the liar don't repent, the drug addict don't repent, the whoremonger don't repent, the homosexual don't repent, you're going to likewise perish. Don't go to hell. Please, Mr. Man, Mr. Lady, don't go to hell. I don't want you to go. God don't want you to go. It's hot. It's torment. You got to pay for your own sins. You want to pay for your own sins? I don't want to pay for mine. I don't want to pay for none of mine. None. But I know a man from Galilee that eliminated my sin and washed me whiter than snow. Jesus Christ. And that's what it's going to take for you. Jesus Christ is the only one that can deliver you from this present evil world. Be left behind. When Christ comes, it's going to be so fast that people won't even identify for a couple of days. Three days is at least. They're going to find out that millions of people are missing from the planet. And then you have these flying saucers, flying demons, that's what they are, flying demons, these devils in these saucers, ancient spirits, and they rule the air. They're the prince power of the air. They are going to do an invasion here on earth. The devil is going to invade the earth. I'll tell you just like this. The devil is going to invade the earth. And when he invade the earth, all those are living in sin. These demons are going to come up like scorpions out of the bottomless pit. And they're going to sting men that they want to die, and they can't die. And since they can't die, guess what? They are going to want to kill themselves, jump off a building. They're going to try to do overdose. They're going to stab themselves, and they won't be able to die. They'll be a walking zombie, and God's going to let them be tormented for five months, from May to September, from May, June, July, August, September. Sting men that they want to die, can't die. God is going to wipe out all sinners. Oh, have mercy. If you're in sin and don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're going to be lost forever. It's going to be a nightmare out of hell. Because God is going to give the world over to Lucifer for seven years. And at the same time, God is going to implant his 144,000. And he's going to plant Moses and Elijah. And he's going to tell the angels to preach the gospel. He's going to go to the last, last, last mound. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. For he's able to save your soul. That's what I want you to do. 
I want you to confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and the Bible said, thou shalt be saved. Salvation is free. Only thing you got to do is you got to admit that you are a sinner and repent. Make a 180-degree turn and ask the Lord Jesus Christ, let his blood be shed abroad in your heart. For there is no other name, no other name given unto heaven whereby men can be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Nobody, nobody can ever enter into the kingdom of God without knowing who Jesus is. Don't let nobody tell you you got time. There ain't no time left. Ain't no time for me. Ain't no time for you. Ain't no time for the dog and the cat. Ain't no time left. The world is reeling and rocking like a drunken man. The climate control, the water, the air, the communities, the drugs, the lying, the cheating, all this stuff is gaining on us. And the only way you can escape is you got to come to Jesus Christ. For he's a shelter in the time of trouble. He's my hope, and he's my glory. I can't, I can't do nothing without him. I need him every day of my life, for he is who he say he is. God don't like for nobody to go there. He don't like it. He don't like it. And he got, he got the best way. He made the best way and the only way. And the way that nobody else could could make, he did it all. They beat you know, they beat him, buddy. They beat him. They made hamburgers out of him. They disfigured his face that men was ashamed to look upon his face. They took a crown of thorns and smashed it up on the head to the entered to the skin of his skull. They had his back open like hamburger. They had his whips on him. They had a nail driven, driven. They spat on him, slapped him, mutilated him. And he said, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. I'm laying down my life once and for all. Once and no more. Once is all over. Once, come on. You need him. Brother Hazard wouldn't tell you a lie. I ain't, I, uh-uh. ain't nobody paying me nothing for doing this. Ain't nobody put no gun to my head. If they would put a gun to my head and say, you better tell a lie, I tell them, shoot it. Shoot me. I'd rather take a gunshot in the head than for you to die and go to hell. He said, oh, I don't believe that. Well, whatever you want to believe, I'm going to tell you the truth. For the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back again to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. If you're interested in this end-time ministry, you need to listen. 
and continue to watch and keep your eyes on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and continue to watch the signs of the times, all that's going over there in the Middle East, all that's going down there in uh, Egypt, Iran, Iraq, China, Russia. Yeah, World War Three coming too. I forgot about that. World War Three coming. That's in the book of Ezekiel 38 and 39. Putin wants the Middle East. They need the oil. They need the gas. They need everything over there. They need a pot of ash. They need the animals. They need the land. They need everything, and they want it. But God said, don't you touch my people. Don't you touch that Jew. You you want to get hurt? You really want to get hurt? You better leave the Jews alone and pray for them and support them and love them because it was through them three three wonderful things. Wonderful things happened. They wrote the Holy Bible by holy men as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. They brought the Savior into the world. And they were the only nation that was God chosen to show the other nation there's only one true God, not multiple gods. There ain't nothing but one true living God. All other gods are fake, phony, and a waste of time. Fear, damn your soul. Don't listen. Go with Jesus Christ. Please go with Jesus. He loves you. These are times that we're living in. This is Elder G. Bazaar telling you, I love every one of you out there. I say it again, I love every one of you out there with all my heart, with all my being. I don't want no money. I don't want no pat on the back. I I just want you to pray for me that I continue on to hold up the bloodstained banner and tell you the truth. I I didn't quote a whole lot of scriptures because it would take time for me to find it, but I tell you one thing, the ones I did quote, it's in the Bible. If you want to know something about Satan, look in the 14th chapter of Isaiah. Look in the 28th chapter of Ezekiel. And what? God will give you an enlightenment to let you know what I'm speaking for. I'm speaking out of the word of God. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you one more time for this day. Thank you for this hour. Thank you for your love and your mercy. We ask you right now in Jesus' name, help me to hold out. Help me to continue on. Help me, amen, to be inspired to those that listen, that they'll gather more around the Internet and the radio that they can hear this word, the word of the living God. If I don't tell nobody nothing else, whatever you do in life, whatever you do, whatever you do, do, please do this. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Come back Wednesday night. I'll be on, amen, I'll be on next Sunday. Come on, let's come on, let's talk about this, amen. I'm trying to be more informative of what's going on in the world today. Jesus Christ is on his way. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Love you all. See you in the rapture.